Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. Pleasure to have you with me. You know, one of the things that we talk about here on ExaCoach Radio is a variety of financial strategies because someday you as a business owner will likely liquidate your, your business and then you'll have a pile of cash hopefully to do something with. And you're going to want to know what all different types of strategies are that you can both uh, uh, produce income and protect that wealth from the risks of the market uh, and and bad investments. So today with me uh, are Anthony Fazzo and Cameron Christensen. They're founders of Infinite Wealth Consultants and hosts of the Infinite Wealth Podcast. Anthony and Cameron are passionate about empowering families and business owners to create passive income and build wealth without the risk of Wall Street. Welcome to the show, Anthony and Cameron. Bill, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, you having us on. This is Cameron, and uh, my partner Anthony is uh, just wrapping up a phone call, so he's walking over here right now. Outstanding. Okay, thank you. Well, Cameron, welcome. Uh, pleasure to have you with me. And you know, uh, I, I see that you're uh, you've been a small business owner or had been for eight years, and you're frustrated with investment solutions that were getting pitched to you by traditional advisors. <laughs> and so you discovered something called infinite banking and real estate investing. Tell us a little bit more, uh, give our listeners a sense of, of you and your background and um, you know what you do for folks. Sure. So uh, if you had to put us in a category, I'd say that we are financial advisors, but uh, we don't have a, we don't take a typical approach. And uh, the reason we don't take a typical approach is because we've seen some some problems that uh, kind of arise with the traditional mindset or traditional planning. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason that I even got into this industry is because I was a small business owner. Is I started out creating a small business and I had a lot of success early. And I started looking at retirement options for myself. And what I realized was that really what was happening was I was separating myself from my capital, right? Every plan that was presented to me was, hey, let's go put your money into some sort of qualified or deferred plan. And I didn't have access to it until I was 60. I was a young man at that time, you know, 25 years old or so. And uh, just that thought of putting money away where I didn't have access to it for 20 plus years just never sat right with me. And so I did what a lot of small business owners do is I just sat on cash. And I just kind of sat right. there with the whole frustration and just kept looking around and like, man, you know, what else am I going to do? And I kept looking and kept looking. And then you just get frustrated with the amount of information that's out there. And what changed for me was a gentleman recommended a book and it was a book that was called uh, Become Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. And I read that book and he handed this book to me and he goes, if I would have read this when I was your age, it would have cha- would have uh, uh, it would have 
it w- I would have had an additional millions of dollars, right? Right. And so right. I gra- I grabbed that. I I read the book three times the first night, and uh, I got pretty upset because it completely changed the way that I looked at money and building wealth. And what I did is I started practicing that that myself, and then I started sharing that idea with other business owners that I do, and then they kind of started coming to me for more suggestions and. That's really how I got into the business. It was more out of a an obligation to kind of share some strategies that I found that were successful for me. <clears throat> yeah, that's great. You know, a lot of business owners are in a great position to use their business profits to build outside sources of wealth, but a lot of them just keep plowing money back into the business, back into the business, and then they're they're really banking pretty heavily on cashing out on that equity down the road. Uh, I, I have met many, many business owners who did some, one thing smart. They invested in real estate, and that was in the building that they were mm. they were operating their business out of. And a lot of times, it's not unusual for that building to be worth more than the business way down the road. So I think you're onto something here as far as you know diversifying, especially when you're when you have a lot of cash at an early age, and like you say, the traditional path of putting it putting it away for a bunch of years it doesn't make a lot of sense. So, um- yeah, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that is when you when you look at uh, business owners and you kind of look at the kind of net worth ladder. When you look at somebody that's around 5 million dollars, um what is it? 60% of their assets are actually you know what? Anthony's just walking in right now. Let me uh, get him on here. Hey Bill, this is Anthony Fasco, CPA just walked in and joined us. Hey Anthony, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Cameron was right in the middle of of you. You got our our listeners on a cliff here, Cameron. So you better finish that story, <laughs> and then we'll we'll introduce Anthony properly. Awesome. It's, uh, what I was saying is you'd kind of touched on how business owners kind of acquire wealth, and and what I was going to point out was as you climb that kind of net worth ladder for business owners, if you look at somebody that has a Net worth of five million dollars. Sixty percent of their assets are liquid, and forty percent are typically illiquid. As they climb up that ladder, and you look at somebody that has a net worth of twenty million, it's usually forty percent of their assets are liquid, and then sixty percent are illiquid. And illiquid is usually typically made up of real estate, like you just mentioned, and or a closely held business. And so the problem with a lot of the traditional planning that's out there is that the advisor is not addressing the illiquid side of it. And so as you climb that ladder in net worth, there's more and more of your estate that is being neglected by traditional advice. That makes total sense, yeah. So, so Anthony Fazo, you are, uh, first of all, a, a proud U.S. Army veteran. Thank you for your service and a recovering CPA. I like that terminology. And you've worked at a a world's largest accounting firm and served as a CFO of a chain of restaurants. Uh, That's that's, uh, quite a bit about your background. Tell us a little bit more about you and then how you and Cameron came together. Well, I'll tell you about me. I'm uh, happily married, uh, have uh, two kids, expecting my first grandchild. Ironically, the due date's April 15th. Um, and I would that's, say that's I, all been changed. And, so maybe, maybe she'll be late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, you know, when I had my CPA firm, what really changed my life was what it would happen in, in 2008. And I saw the devastation. It happened to my clients and it also happened to me. You know, my 401k turned into a 201k like overnight. 
And I saw what happened with my clients, and I was like, you know what, I'm on that same path. I started doing some research and found that there's a financial crash or correction about every 10 years. I mean, there was a 2008, 2000, the 90s, right. 80s, right. 70s. I mean, right now, I mean, the, the, the government's propping up the economy, and at some point when they stop, I'm anticipating another correction. So what I found is that if I continue to do, to do the same thing, why would I expect a different result? And then I started looking for alternatives, and that's when I started noticing some of my clients – did very well during that time. So I started asking them, what books are you reading? Like, what's your mindset? You know, what, what are you doing with your money? So I started practicing what, 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 what they were doing. And then my clients were asking me what, what they should do. And I'm like, well, this is what I'm doing. And then that eventually created a business. And then I had two businesses and I, I feel like I, I couldn't be an expert in both fields. So the choice was real easy. I, I sold my CPA firm uh, probably about six years ago. And Cameron and I met on the same journey looking for alternatives to Wall Street and creating passive income. And we've been friends for over 10 years. And then about then a couple of years ago, we were both at the point, it's like, let's join forces. So that's when we started Infinite, Infinite Wealth Consultants. Very good. Thank you. So infinite wealth and uh, your your strategy, infinite banking, um, some of these uh, these ideas. Can you just kind of paint us a, a broad brush picture of of what a portfolio of some of your clients might look like as as with regards to asset classes uh, if they're not going into traditional investments? And I understand all the reasons about that. What are some of the other asset classes that you help them explore, and what are some of the goals and um, uh, of your clients? Yeah, great, great question, Bill. So what I would say is that uh, the goal of the clients is always where we start. So I'm glad you threw that in there. And really, what people are after is cash flow, right? And so traditionally, you know, business owners right. are looking to kind of have that big sale at the end of it, and then they're sitting on a pile of cash. And then the problem there is, how do I turn this cash into cash flow income for me? And so what we'll typically do is we don't want to wait till the big sale right, is we want to start to try to build cash flow before we get to that point. And so what we're actually doing is um, to kind of follow up with that stat I gave you previously, you're talking about uh, the top three or top four kind of assets of high net worth individuals. It's usually real estate, closely held business, and then it's actually life insurance. And our focus is on that life insurance piece, but we don't focus on the death benefit is we usually use that more so as an investment account and we use mm -hmm. the loan capabilities of that cash value. And so what we'll do is we'll have clients reposition their assets into life insurance and that cash value specifically. And then what we do is we have them take loans against the cash value to buy more real estate, to buy uh, more investments that create cash flow. And so we're not waiting until somebody's 65 to create income. We're going to start doing it right away for them. Okay, so I'm going to address something. You just said the L word, life insurance, <laughs> Cameron, and a lot of listeners yeah. don't don't understand the breadth and depth of the life insurance uh, toolbox. You know what's available in life insurance policies, and they think, you know, yeah, I've seen those. You put your money in, and there's nothing there at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but but there are policy designs 
that provide for high cash values relative to what you put into them and a death benefit, of course, but you get a lot of great tax benefits and loan provisions, abilities to use your money and, and, and pull out money, redeploy it in other ways, either pay back the loan or not. So there's a lot of provisions to it. I just want to clear that up for listeners that are saying, oh, life insurance, you know, I've, I've seen it. I don't like it for one reason or another. They may not have looked at it in the in the way that you're describing it. Yeah, yeah. What I like to say, well, yeah. Believe me, nobody wants to buy life insurance, okay? Uh, but what people do want is they want their money to be asset protected, to grow at a decent rate of return, ideally to be tax free and to have access to it. And what we do is there's what we say, or at least I say, I don't think Cameron said this, but I say it's, this is not your mama's whole life insurance, right? Those are typically designed for death benefit. Well, just like you said, there's no cash value in there until maybe year four or five, but we design it very differently. We try to keep that death benefit as low as possible to try to get that cash value as high as possible. So there's cash value from day one. And in fact, with a lot of our clients, they're putting money into the policy on day one. So now it's asset protected and growing and they're turning around 30 days later and deploying it to something. So what our view, the way, you know, you're right. There's a lot of facets to life insurance. And I like to say it's like the, um, it's a Swiss army knife of finance. There's a lot of things that you, a lot of things that that can accomplish. And the way we use life insurance is that it's not an either or. We're not saying put your money in life insurance or your business or real estate, that the way we do it and design it, this is an and asset. Put your money in life insurance and your business and real estate. And and we can show you the math behind that, but by doing that, by running things through a policy, it's just like using a rewards credit card, right? You use a rewards okay. credit card, you get some extra bonuses, right? Maybe miles cash back, right? And you just add that one extra step, the rewards credit card. What we teach people, if you can understand a rewards credit card, you can understand infinite banking. But instead of adding that extra step as a credit card, that extra step is a policy. And then instead of getting miles, you're getting, you're getting, you are getting more money. So these, these types of policies, you know, banks use them to accumulate, large corporations <laughs> use them to accumulate, wealthy individuals with the best advisors use them to accumulate. There's something there. Let's get past the product and let's get, let's get towards the, the strategy. Walk us through, yeah. we have about five minutes left. Walk us through how this, how this would work for someone uh, if you're if you're telling someone for the first time here's what you're going to do you're going to put money into these insurance policies and then you're going to redeploy that money how what what are we going to do generally uh, uh, yep generally so so we're talking to exit planning round exit planning right and so what i would end up doing with uh, a lot of business owners that are looking to sell in maybe 5 to 10 years what we'll do is we'll actually take some of those assets now today and we'll use those assets to fund the life insurance policy. And when I say fund it, what we're going to do is we're going to use it to emphasize cash value, minimize death benefit like Anthony just addressed. But really what we're going to do is we're just going to open up a bucket. And so 
what we can do is we can use some of those dollars now today to open up that bucket. So when somebody does sell their business, is now they have a place to put those dollars. And so now let's say somebody, you know, sells their business for $5 million and we've got a place to put $3 million of it. What we would do is we'd literally just take the $3 million and dump it into a life insurance policy. And now they can start drawing income off of that and or we can do some of the lending and stuff that we just talked about a minute ago. Okay, and there are some limitations as far as how how much you can put into a life insurance policy without popping some of the great tax benefits that are available. So you need to work with uh, tax advisors and legal advisors and financial advisors to uh, to properly, you know, you don't just dump a million bucks in and, and that's that, right? You need to probably um, figure out your design properly to work within the, the guidelines and the rules of the IRS. I just want to make that clear. You, you are right. Like you, you do need to make this needs to be designed specially so we, we, this doesn't become taxable. But that's why there's some advantages to working with recovering CPA. And we, when we design it, we, we've had people put in a million dollars. And as long as it's designed properly, uh, we can make sure that we're, we're not going to uh, violate any 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 tax violations to make sure that this money. You're going to pay tax on the sale of the business, but the the goal is: do you ever want to pay tax on those dollars again? And by putting them into a policy, they're going to be tax free uh, as long as you hold that policy. So, who's a good um, who's a good candidate to talk to you guys? Is there a minimum uh, net worth or income level that? is uh, suitable for this type of a strategy. I just, I, I want our listeners to be clear, you know, maybe, maybe they uh, should be giving you a call and maybe the, the demographics or the, the uh, limitations just don't make sense. I would say there's limitations. Guys. Yeah. The, the strategy is the same up and down the spectrum, but I mean, I've got a, a kid that goes to UNLV that puts in $25 a month and we've got clients that put in millions of dollars a year. Um, if I'm totally honest, I would say somebody that makes less than probably $150,000 a year, it typically doesn't make a lot of sense for them. It's a little bit slower start. But um, if we're talking to business owners, this is probably one of the uh, most well-kept secrets that business owners don't know about. And so if there's a business owner out there that's 50 to 65 years old that's approaching uh, retirement and or considering a sale, absolutely they should reach out and we should have a conversation. Yeah, the way that our business model works is very different than typical financial planners because they will typically have a minimum, right? Because their 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 business model is assets uh, assets under management. The problem gets to be is a lot of business owners they may have a high net worth, but it's all in the business. They they they're typically investing in the business and they can make more money investing in themselves than investing in the mutual fund. So they may not have a lot of investable investable assets, but what that means is, you know, the good fin- typical financial planners, the better they are, the higher their minimum is going to be. So there could be a business owner who makes a lot of money, but does has a high net worth, but not, but not a lot of investable, investable assets. So you work with a typical financial planner, they're going to have to maybe work with somebody who maybe not as experienced as what they need. And with our business model, we don't have assets under management. So we don't need a, we, we don't have a net worth or investment uh, balance requirement. 
Excellent. So if you want to hear more, if you want to learn more about uh, Anthony and Cameron, uh, you can listen to their podcast. You guys have a podcast called Infinite Wealth Podcast, I understand. And also uh, you have uh, your your website is infinitewealthcourse.com. And what would our listeners find at that URL? What would they find at infinitewealthcourse.com? Yep, at that uh, infinitewealthcourse.com. Uh, that's actually our course. We've got an online course that we typically charge $600 for. Uh, but for your listeners, what we'll do is uh, we'll give them free access, and they can go to infinitewealthcourse.com backslash exit coach, and uh, we'll, we'll give them uh, access to our course. Inside of there, they're going to look at uh, some strategies and stuff that we uh, suggest, and it's gonna, we're going to go into detail. We'll dive into some of the numbers and also provide some conceptual stuff as well. Um, if they want to check out our website, our website is actually infinitewealthconsultants.com. You know, I, I will say I believe that link or that backslash is Infinite Wealth Consultants backslash, not Infinite Wealth Course. But we will send you a link. So if you have the ability to put it in, put it in the show notes, that would be awesome. Okay, excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. We did. We, you know, there's a lot more we can talk about with this strategy, I'm sure. Um, and I'd love to have you guys back sometime to to continue our conversation. It's an interesting strategy, and we need to talk more about these types of topics. So thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks, Bill. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 